Hello and welcome to the Irish Arsenal Gunner podcast. It's Monday the 13th of December. As always, I'm your host, Gilesy. I'm joined by my regular guests and Arsenal season ticket holders, Eamon Donnelly, John Melia and Brendan Boyd. How are you, lads? Evening, Jonathan. Ah, evening, Jonathan. <laughs> it's nice to have uh, Brendan on at long last. No excuses this time. Nice to have um. Thank you. Um, as always, you can catch our show on Spotify and SoundCloud. Just type in Irish Arsenal Gunner Podcast. You find all our episodes dating back as far as March of this year. Uh, so if you can give us a listen, I'd appreciate it. Um, you can catch all the games in Dublin City Centre in the River Bar. It's, of course, the official Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club. And uh, there's always the opportunity to sign up on match days as well. Um, so you'll probably see Eamon and John there most occasions. Um, on tonight's show, we'll be reviewing our 3 home success to Southampton. Um, we'll also be reviewing Wednesday's fixture at home to West Ham United and so previewing our home fixture, away, sorry, away fixture on Saturday to Leeds United. So um, over the next half hour or so, uh, I hope you enjoy what we have to say, as always. So we kick on with our 3-0 home success to Southampton. Goals by Lacazette, Odegaard and Gabrielle sealed the victory for us. Uh, it was Martin Odegaard's third goal in a row, um, following up from his goals from Man United. Everton and of course on Saturday, so he's on a good streak of form there. At present, uh, we lie in fifth place with 26 points. It was Aaron Ramsdale's seven clean sheet and 14 starts, so that was um, another nice high point. Uh, just before the game, uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang was left out of the squad due to um, breaching club rules, so um, that's happened on a few occasions for him, so that's a bit of, um, we'd have to keep an eye on that to see um, is that the end of uh, Aubameyang. In terms of the match, um, a solid display. Southampton didn't cause as many problems at all. It was a victory that we all said last week that we should have got and we got. Um, the movement for the first goal was like Wenger-esque. From back to front, uh, slick pass and great finish. Um, Southampton didn't have the best days. They're on a bit of a slump of form themselves. So it was a result I was expecting and we got. And it's a nice it's a nice morale booster moving on to our home fixture on Wednesday against West Ham. So I'll go to Eamon Force and what was your thoughts on the match? Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing Brendan's thoughts on the game because um, he was in the stadium as you were yourself, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, myself and John uh, actually shared a table in the supporters club. So we had the luxury of the first 15 minutes looking through our fingers at it. Um, so... The first 15 minutes was really worrying. And I, I felt that Southampton went after us knowing our confidence was brittle in the way we should have gone after Everton. Because Everton's confidence was, was on the floor and we didn't get after Everton. And they were very unlucky not to score in the first 15 minutes. I think what changed the game was the nature of the goal we got. Because it lifted everything. We were struggling to get out. Ben White was passing to the opposition. Granit Xhaka was passing to the opposition. Gabrielle, in particular, had a number of uh, strike passes. And then all of a sudden, we got out. 
And I think that lifted everything. And I think the nature of the goal we got, it was almost as if they're saying, actually, some of us were beginning to doubt, are we doing the right thing here at all? And all of a sudden, hey, presto, look at the way that's worked. And we always hear this, Arteta tries to play Man City football uh, without Man City players. We don't have to be Man City to beat Southampton, right? But that was Man City football. That was as good an execution of a goal as you'll see by any team in that league. Particularly, and I, you know, after the crucifixion we gave him last week, particularly the snap on Thomas Partey's pass, you know, uh, to get the to get the thing going. When the ball came inside to him, he put real snap on the pass, and everything was everything was precision. And I think um, when we got the two 0 uh, it looked as if the team uh, were coursing belief. Uh, they managed the game really well with fifteen attempts. Uh, which is kind of on the upper end of our averages. Uh, Ramsdale uh, was a small bit too busy for me, but the game was gone when he was really busy. Um, and as for Aubameyang, um, I'm sick of him. I'm just sick of him now. I'm sick of I'm sick of watching him uh, have no effect on games. I'm, I'm glad Lacazette started, and I'm glad for him uh, that there was none of this old pals act about my mate's discipline, and therefore I'm, he showed up in a big way. Uh, but I wouldn't have been upset if, if Enketi had started. That's how I was feeling going into the game. So all told, um, we were happy enough, I think. Uh, and there was some good th- there was some good things about it. And I thought Martinelli was really good, and I thought Odegaard as well uh, were, were good. So that, that that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I was quite happy enough. Uh, Martinelli had a few nice chances uh, during the second half. Um, I thought Caballero... It was a mistake waiting to happen, coming for cross and all. I think we could have tested him a bit more on that, but yeah, it was a it was a nice train of victory. Uh, Brendan, of course, you were at it as well. And Saturday, what was your um, take from the stand? Well, with the, the first thing I noticed, I was quite surprised that he started the same team that had performed so badly against Everton. Yeah. Um, and for the first 15, 20 minutes, I was uh, completely justified. I just, as Eamon was saying, like that we were giving the ball away really you know, re- really, almost ridiculous manner. Is if they could, you know, they weren't looking. Well, obviously they weren't looking where they were playing it. But it was. I was hoping because it's the sort they're the sort of passes that Thomas Party seems to be playing all the time, and I was hoping that wasn't catching with the rest of them. And Jacker looked really off the pace at the start. Like I can, I can forgive the centre half giving the ball away, but one of the things that I really noticed at Everton is that the centre-halves passing the ball to each other was so painfully slow. It was just inviting Everton players on to to close them down. And I think that started it off. And I think Everton sort of sensed blood and and they got straight in. And I was I was thinking Southampton were were looking the same way because they were they were all over us. And then uh and then we started to play a little bit of football and like that first goal went in and it was sort of against the run of play to a certain extent, but you could feel the sort of oomph come back into the crowd. And, uh, and I think that sort of picked everybody up. And then the second goal was, was quite fortunate. I thought Tierney had a, I think three opportunities to get the ball across into the box. And, and as I said, Odegaard with his first headed, headed goal. But um, as I say, I think we were fortunate two nil at half time, but the second half, it was a complete and a different team. And after about two minutes, I think you could see the Southampton players literally just drop their shoulders. And that was it. Game was over. And Arsenal literally toyed with them for the rest of the game. And um, 
Yeah, really good. Like I say, Ramsdale definitely had far too much to do as far as I'm concerned. But these are the you're expecting him to save these shots now, and which he, which he does. And what what a yeah, fabulous player like that. Odegaard, Martinelli, like I really like Odegaard, and I'm just looking, waiting for you know real big performances and for him to grab the game by the scruff of the neck, which he he looks like he's starting to do a little bit. Um, Martinelli just like a Duracell bunny all over the place. Horrible man to, to try and mark, I'd imagine. But um, main concern would be Thomas Party. Again, I thought he was a lot better in the second half, but he just seems to be far, far too casual with his, with his passing. I know, you know, got to tip his hat to, as 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 Amy was saying for the first goal, like he really snapped the lovely pass in. But some of the some of the passing he does, the short passing he does, literally switches off completely. Um, but apart from that, I wasn't overly impressed with um, with Lacazette, to be honest. Um, I know he's dropping in and he's linking play and stuff. And it's a great finish for the goal, but one of the things I think there were still maybe two or three players in front of him for that goal. Um, and I'm not sure whether Saka actually meant to pass it to him. So. Um, but it was all, you know, we'll say that he did and it was a great goal. Um, <laughs> Abamian, I'm, I'm with Eamon on that light. He's a centre He's a centre forward that brings nothing to the team if he's not scoring goals. And he's not scoring goals. He's doing a, it, it. It all sounds a little bit similar to what he was doing at Dortmund, turning up late, disciplinary issues. And I wouldn't be sad to see him go, to be honest. So... Um, it leaves us a lot of work to do to replace him, Lacazette and Nketiah, who might actually stay, but who knows. Yeah, I think since he signed a new contract, Brendan, um, yeah. he hasn't done a lot since that, has he? He, he hasn't hit the heights that he'd done the season or two before that. And to well, get, he's, uh, he's missing chances that he would normally be, be snapping up. I mean, the one against Everton, last kick of the game was just was shocking. The one against Newcastle, I think he was getting ready to practice his somersault before he even hit, you know, hit the shot. And yeah, yeah. Again, not too lackadaisical. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, uh, he's he's not influential whatsoever anymore. It's sad because he he has the talent, but I don't know if he sees eye to eye with Arteta anymore. Um, That's it's it. si- it's six home wins, one draw, and one defeat at present. So we're going really well at home. It's our away form is a bit of a worry. Sean, what did you make of the game on Saturday? Um, there's not a lot I can disagree with with the lads. Um, I thought the first 15 minutes was oh, oh, terrifying, to be honest. The two set the halves couldn't bring any kind of passes at all out of the back. You <laughs> have palpitations in the bar watching it on the, on the big screen. Um, but that goal, as Eamon and Brendan said, just changed everything. Um, Southampton came out. As the lads said, I thought they smelled blood. They put us under pressure. They did press. Um, didn't help us, I said earlier, they, they, their passing was atrocious, and we got ourselves into some horrendous situations. But the first goal was a superb goal, and it changed the game. I think Southampton's heads dropped a little bit, because they should have probably been ahead at that stage, and we gained confidence in that. Um, the second goal, a little bit scrappy, but Chaney's in the right place. Once or twice, he probably should have got the ball in earlier, but he managed to get the ball in. Another guy came in. Nice header. Great goal. Wait, 2-0. The second half was... We bossed the game. 
if he got a third, I wouldn't have been surprised if he got a fourth in the fifth week because Southampton had pretty much thrown in the town. So um, it's nice to get back on track with a win after the two horrendous defeats in my book over frustrating defeats against United and Everton. Um, slow starts. I want to get back to the quick starts which we had against Leicester where we tore into the first 20 minutes. I want to get back to that. That was a really poor start against Southampton. On the Aubameyang thing, um, yeah, if he's not scoring goals, he's not contributing enough to the team. I don't think we have the kind of centre forward that Arteta really wants. Um, both Lacazette and Aubameyang are on the tail end, the wrong side of their career. Um, and they're not bringing... I mean, a great goal by Lacazette. I think he stuck it away well. I think Saka did take him out. But... Um, <laughs> As I say, he didn't do a hell of a lot else in the game, to be honest. Um, it'd be interesting if Eddie will get a chance ahead of him. Um, we all thought Eddie was going to be leaving the club. I thought it was a foregone conclusion once he came on as a sub against Everton. And even though he was stuck on the wing, I thought Eddie done quite well on the wing for these 15-minute cameo. Um, just talk about the new contracts. Um, it's interesting. I mean, when I first heard it, I thought it was just about protecting the value of the player and trying to get a transfer for next summer. But when you see Aubameyang still having disciplinary issues, and he's the captain of the club, we know Lacazette is leaving next summer. From everything we've read over the last couple of years, Arteta likes Eddie a lot. Uh, I'd like to see him getting the goal centre forward and let's have a look at it because we know Aubameyang and Lacazette are not the future for this club. Um, Ramsdale, superb. He, he saves he pulled off, and he's probably our best passer as well at the stage. That one pass down the middle from Arthur Lee in the fourth half. Huh. You know, he sees that. And he takes chances with his passing. He's not afraid to take a chance with passing. He's, he's got guts to the kid. I have to be honest, I was one of those fans who wasn't sure about the signing. Um, maybe ain't my words. Um, coming on, leaps and balance. Um, I thought the three guys behind Lacazette, Martinelli, Odegaard and Saka, were in a really good shift. Once once we got into the game, they looked like the players we know they can be. Um, midfield, Party is struggling. He's definitely struggling. Saka, even though I don't think he's 100% fit, he's always going to come back into the side. Um, I, I think it's time to give Sambi and Shaka a look at because Party's going to be going for the African Nations. We're going to have to play these two together sooner or later. Um, so I'll like to see that going forward. Um, it's a win. It's job done. It's three points in the bag. Big game against West Ham on Wednesday. West Ham will fancy their chances of being the leading contender for that fourth clock. When I were a million miles behind them at the moment. That's going to be a big game because West Ham seems to be club and going in the right direction. So um, that's going to be a big challenge. So, job done on Saturday. Let's see if you can get your waveform back on track now. I know we're at home on Wednesday, sorry. Yeah. West Ham will fancy that chance again. Yeah. It will definitely fancy that chance again. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get onto that now in a moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, definitely uh, three goals, three points. Uh, you couldn't ask for more after, as John said, two um, pretty bad away defeats uh, in a row. But um, definitely nothing wrong with our home form. Haven't been beaten at home since the 2 0 defeat back in August against Chelsea. So we really have, our home form has really um, 
being key to where we are in the table at the moment. Um, um, in terms of man of the match, uh, Brendan, since you were at it as well, uh, who, who's, who stood out for you on the day? Uh, Martinelli, I think, really. I, I, I would think, I mean, Rams, as you said, Ramsdale was good. I thought Tierney looked like he was sort of back to his old self a wee bit. Yeah. Tom Yasu, again, he's just a solid sort of seven, yeah. seven ten every game. Um, two centre-halves got back into it, but Odegaard, Odegaard, I, would, I would give man of the match to Odegaard or Martinelli. Um, basically, I'd give it to Martinelli because... He was down in front of me for the second half and I could see like he was terrorising his man. Yeah. and yeah. yeah, just looked really impressive. So that's that's where I would go with it. Martinelli? Yeah, he terrorised Livermento all second half, didn't he? He got the mm. corner to which led to Gabriel's tour goal, yeah. Uh, Eamon, who stood out for you? Um, yeah, I mean, Martinelli was very impressive. Odegaard was very impressive. I'm actually going for Bukayo Saka um, because I thought he tortured him all day long. Even when... You know, in the early glimpses when we weren't playing well. And I absolutely believe he meant that ball because I think we've come to the position with Saka where we take what this kid is doing for granted. Well, we don't give Saka the credit for it a lot of the time because he's, he's, he's great moving with the ball. With great vision and awareness as well. This fella is a gem. He's a worldie, right? And sometimes he does things that he just makes them look so bloody easy, right? Um. But uh, my, my, my other dear friend and your dear friends, and then, uh, John Malia texted me during the United game in block capitals, which means he was shouting at me um, from his little platform. He only plays well for England. You know, uh, I, don't, I, I think Bukayo Saka uh, has been terrific since he came into our team. And I just think, to me, the way he dug that one out, that hit the post from absolutely nothing with no backlist. Just told me everything you need to know about that player. Uh, he's a special boy and we need to mind him. I'm worried about how much kicking he gets. You know, he gets a lot of it, but I thought he was outstanding. As was Martinelli and Odegaard, but I, I'm, I'm going to give it to Saka, uh, Jonathan. Yeah, I have to say, the way he, he forced away from, um, I think it was James Ward-Prowse, and he just he looked up. He, so he, like, he, Brendan had managed that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a beautiful dummy as well, which led to Lacazette's garden. Um, I forget who was um in front of Lacazette, but he was a dummy there and, and Lacazette beautifully put it. But Caballero was always going to be dodgy in goals, so I always I could see that there was going to be a few goals that day. Um, John, who stood out for you? Uh, well, I said it earlier, the three boys, Martinelli, Odegaard, the sack out, so once we got that first goal, they pretty much control the game. Um on one aiming on Saka, I think he's an absolute gem. Um I'm definitely he needs more protection from the referee. Some of the challenges he got, especially against Everton, was shocking. Um he he's really getting some some abuse and they're letting them away with more able VAR just not giving them any kind of protection. Um you can take on either one of them. I'd be more than happy with either one of them to get man of the match. Yeah. Um just to be different I go with Odegaard. So mm-hmm. there you go. You've got a clean sweep, Martinelli Odegaard and Saka, I thought all three of them had really, really good games. Um, yeah. And when you add Smith Rowe to the, the list of that and Sandy behind them, there's a, a really good core of young players there that they mightn't always click at this stage, but two, three years down the line, it'd be, it's kind of frightening to think just how good those guys could be. Um, glad to have them in national jerseys. 
And yeah. I'm really, really ashamed to say that Johnny Amelia has the same name as me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. We are not related to what's going on here. We are not this related to okay. Long last cousin. Uh, uh, twins. Twins. Yeah. Don't start, don't start. I'll give it to <laughs> out again. So just so we have a clean sweep, because I thought yeah. those sweeps were really excellent, as I said. Yeah, I don't want to give it to uh, Aaron Ransad. Uh, yeah, you'll have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just thought he pulled off, he, he's pulling off saves that when he's called into action, he's making and he's become a solid performance. So um, I'm, uh, I'm delighted that he's having a great start to his Arsenal career. Along with Tommy Asu, actually, as Brendan said, he, he, he's turned into a solid um, fallback as well. I, I didn't know, I knew nothing about him when we signed him, but I know a lot about him now and I'm very happy that he turned down scores. Uh, so it's great to have him uh, on board. Um, so that wraps up our Southampton um, review. 3-0, can't ask for anything else but three points after two back-to-back defeats. So fairly happy with that. Um, so we move on to uh, Wednesday night's uh, fixture at home to West Ham United. It's live on BT Sport, 8 o'clock kickoff. Um, West Ham, it's a big one. Um our last meeting was uh, a three-all draw, cracking game. Uh, Lacazette had a cracking game in that. It was away in, back in March, and our last home game against them was back in September, a 2-1 uh, victory. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Brendan. Um, how do you see this game going, Brendan? Um, say, well, I'm, I'm, well, we have to do something just to keep, keep in touch with them, to be honest. We can't, we can't afford to lose. Um, uh, and I would think we're coming off the back of a really good second half performance against Southampton. Hopefully their tails will be up, and and I'm hoping the Aubameyang thing hasn't sort of put anyone's noses out of joint. Um, and like the the home the home crowd all season has been has really helped the, the team, and um, I think that adds adds a big thing to it. Obviously, after the season before when there was no crowd and we'd lost so many we lost so many home games. So I think a night game up there, everyone will be sort of going for, you know, giving it socks, going for it, increase the atmosphere. And uh, hopefully that will relate back to the players. And uh, we just really get stuck in, just concentrate on our passing. I imagine he's going to pick the same team again, um, you would you would think. And uh, just, yeah, hopefully they just iron out these little little mistakes that they're making. and. You know, everyone's hitting a bit of form with the exception of party. Um, another game for Granite Xhaka to pick to get his match fitness up and going. So yeah, just hope really, you know, we we, we turn up, we're switched on, and we're we're at it from the start. As I said, we were starting off a million miles an hour, and that seems to have tailed off. Um, hopefully, they can get that back on board and and just press teams and you know put teams under pressure for. The duration rather than just in fits and starts. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's going to be massively important us getting the force going in that game. Because West Ham, mm. when they take the lead, they, they have a very strong um, backline, but they're, they're missing Ekbana and Suma. They're two big losses at the centre back, and um, that could work in our favour. Um, Eamon, how do you see the game going? I know you're going to it as well. Going to it, yeah, and I'm in the North Bank Lower, which is my favourite spot. Lovely, so, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Um, certainly we won't get away with the type of start we had on Saturday that's for sure um, I, I've actually watched West Ham this year I, I was at one of their um, 
their uh, Europa League games um, when I was over there in October because I went I went a day early and I went up to see them. They're very physical, you know. Um, so you've got to deal with that. I, I really think I don't. I think Smith Rowe was spared on Saturday for this game, possibly. So maybe the selection wouldn't be the same. But I would have one or other of Sambi Lakonga or Maitland Oils in that middle two. And I'll tell you why. Um, I'm not up for having Declan Rice and Suchek running all over us. Oh. They, do, they cover a lot of ground, them two. Um, and I actually don't think Declan Rice is as everybody thinks he is. He doesn't get turned, but he does cover a lot of ground. And if you allow him to kind of win all that second ball and cover all that ground, you need to, you, you, you need to have fellas who can run in midfield when he's playing. You know, so yeah, but I don't think he'd do that, but I think he should. Um, you know, um, but look, West Ham, this is one of the games where everybody's kind of saying, like Jonathan, you you yourself predicted um uh three weeks ago because I record everything and listen to it back when I'm in bed. Uh, you you predicted that if we played West Ham, they'd win it, that they'd beat us three or four nil. Uh, you're in money or you're in money. You're in money or it's amazing, my three weeks. You were on the optimistic uh, whiskey. I said, but but um, these are the type of games that I've been referencing to say, you know, we need to be thinking we're as good as West Ham, and let's not let's stop calling them a top four team and us a top eight team. We need to be leaving we're as good as them. This is the type of fixture that's ready made for us. If there's anything about proving that we're in the mix for European football, and uh, I expect a fairly raucous home crowd, the nighttime games, Jesus, the one I was at uh, the Villa game was absolutely fantastic. Never experienced mm-hmm. that like it. Um, so look, uh, I think I, I think yeah, uh, Arteta being a bit cautious, he won't want to lose the game. That's the only nagging doubt in my mind. But I think we need to go after the game uh, and try and win it. I mean, they would. By the way, the hope would be. That those flat caps up and Burnley kicked the field lumps out of them yesterday, as they tend to do. Um, yeah. I believe it was the grimmest nil-nil draw in yeah. history. So hopefully there's a few sore limbs now coming back down from there. So we've had the easier preparation for it, is what I'm saying, you know? <clears throat> yeah, I think, it, yeah, they, they have a, they've, got, they've had a great season, and last season, Myers has really turned them around. I, I'm actually really surprised how well he's turned them around, and some of the signings have been very astute, all right? Um uh, John, how do you see it going? Um, quite agree with Eamon. I think the midfield battle is where this game could be won and lost. Um, they are a very high energy midfield that West Ham have. Um, Declan Rice is the kind of midfielder English media love. He's high energy, gets around the pitch, um, gets stuck in, you know, but he's not the most, not the best player technically, which means he probably scored a hat trick now on Wednesday night. Now I've said that. But um, we need to match that energy in midfield. So, um, Maitland Oil, Sambi, I'd love to see them playing. One or another anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see it. But um I agree with you. I think Arteta will stick with Party and Shaka. Um there's no way we can make the slow start we did against Southampton because West Ham will push. There's not a chance in hell. So we need to be quicker out of the blocks. Yeah. Um this is a, it's a good it, it has the makings of a good game. But uh, again, I agree with him completely. We need to we need to put our own stamp on this. We need to West Ham in that place, so to speak. St. Luke, what we did to Spurs, just get at them and keep our foot in the throats. Um, I don't think it'll be easy. West Ham are well organised. They're playing decent football for the most part. They've got a good, experienced coach. 
Um, and they'll be wanting to prove a point. They'll be wanting to prove a point because they do fancy their chances of being that team in top four. Um, so let's get the foot out of the bell. No messing around from the start. Go at them from the, you know, as soon as the whistle goes, let's get at them. Um, the striker situation. Aubameyang was dropped for the sports game last season for disciplinary reasons. And he came back and he actually played quite well. But maybe he's the kind of player I need to kick in the ass. You know, just to get him going again. I don't know whether he'd be in the squad or not. I'm, I just don't think Lacazette will do it. Not against their centre-halves. Um, but uh, we have pace in Eddie. And as I said earlier, I think it, it, if he's serious about giving Eddie a contract, just could be a game. You know, let's throw him in there and let's see what he, you know, let's see what he can do. Like I said, it's a very good record against them. He has, yeah. Back into the game single-handedly when we were three not down that uh, yeah. at West Ham, he got two goals that day. He got and he got one in the two-one win at home as well. That's uh, right. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think Bamiang John is not like the last time. I mean, if you listen to Arteta, he said um, the, the 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 punishment starts here. Yeah, he, he did say that. He did say that. Yeah, he did say that. That's worrying. Yeah, I, I don't think they see eye to eye. Being honest, I don't want. I don't want to watch him anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd cash in on him. To be honest, I'd cash in on him in summer. Yeah. But he's away in two weeks now, anyway, isn't he? So is he? Yeah. Was that photo going around of him getting a tattoo? Is that where he was? Well, we yeah. don't know. We don't know, Johnny. That no one knows. I, that. I think that's an old photo. I think that's from yeah, the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I I I don't see him influential at all anymore. I think he's he's going around with a sulk on his face on the pitch. He's not diving and everyone up, you know. Um, I think his time has passed. To be honest with us, um, so I think our, many many a nurse fan would be glad to see. He wanted back. to go. He, he didn't want to sign a new contract with us. He wanted and, to go. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. If, I think if COVID hadn't happened, he'd have been gone. Yeah. Um, I think this could be a game to get at the likes of Craig Dawson, though. I think <clears throat> the likes of Enketia and Martinelli would drive them ragged at the back. You know, I think this be. I, I think the loss of Ogbonna and Kutsuma is going to be definitely in our favour. Um, in terms of results, I'd probably go for 2-1 uh, home victory. Um, Brandon, how do you see it going? <laughs> um, obviously, I'd like I'd like 5-0. Um, <laughs> I'd like... I love these optimistic results. <laughs> 2-1. <laughs> to all, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we have a good record against them at home. Um, they played us off the park for most of the game at home last year. It was an early game in the right, season. Yeah. And then Ketia got a late winner. Right. Uh, I think we and we know how to beat them at home. So I I will um I'll i I'll Jesus, I'll give the dreaded vote of a two one um with no confidence whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> John, how do you see it going? <laughs> I think um, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to go 2 0 Arsenal. I'm going to go, we'll get at them from the start. Due to them, what we did the last night, I think we'll go at them. Yeah, I think we'll match them at the right time. I'm going to be positive and see what happens. Keep your fingers and legs crossed and see what happens. Try and be positive on this way. Because I think we can. I think we can get, as you said, I think we can get at the centre half. It's just a good attitude with Arsenal. Yeah, I really do. And, you know, you give yourself a chance. As Eamon said to me there three weeks ago, I was not optimistic, but it's amazing about three weeks. So I'm definitely a lot more optimistic because they look a bit tired, West Ham. I think that European football is, it's our, I think we're meeting them at a perfect time in December, you know. 
uh, and coming off the same next week, Johnny. Don't remember you said that next week. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're now recording that, aim and you can leave that video. <laughs> no, I do, I do think, though, you know, if we, if we were the ones that came back from a scratchy World Wars draw up at Burnley and we had a day less to prepare against them, I guarantee you, if we, if we didn't get the result against West Ham, we'd be all over this, well, they mm. more time to prepare. It definitely is an advantage for us. You know, West Ham beaten in Europe last week as well, weren't they? Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely think we're meeting them at the right time, lads. Yeah, I'd be very optimistic about a victory uh, on Wednesday, but <laughs> I'd probably eat my worst come this time next week. <laughs> uh, we move on to Sun, the preview now of this uh, <clears throat> coming Saturday. Uh, it's a tough one away to Leeds United, uh, half five start on um, <clears throat> Sky Sports Premier League. Uh, Leeds are stumbling a bit this season, not not as free flowing or consistent as they were. Uh, having crowds back at stadiums is, a, is definitely a key factor. Um, our last meeting was a nil nil uh, back in November last year. Pepe got sent off after Adioski wound him up, um, and then of course we won four two at home. Aubameyang got a hat trick. That was back in February. Um, I'll start with John this time. Um, how do you see the game going on Saturday, John? Um. I think a lot depends on how we do on Wednesday. I think if we win Wednesday, we win Saturday. Brutally honest. I think we're good enough to be good there and be, be Leeds. Um, that game last year at Ellen Road wasn't a particularly great game. We didn't play great. Um, but in saying that, after the standing off, the 10 men, I thought we played really well and probably should have won the game. Um, I, think we, I think we'll beat them. But again, I, I, I'd be more confident to beat them if we win on Wednesday. Being brutally honest. Win on Wednesday and I'll take we'll win the game Saturday. Yeah, it's the, it's intimidating, um, home, <laughs> the supporters. But yeah, I, I I think we can get at them. Yeah, they're not having the best of seasons. They're injury prone as well. Um, Eamon, how do you see it going? Having a clue, Bill. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm having a clue, Jonathan. I'll tell you why. Playing against Leeds is the footballing equivalent of a snooker match against Alex Higgins. <laughs> you just don't know. They can, They are capable of shooting the lights out or shooting themselves in the foot. And they're capable of doing that in 10-minute spells in the same game. You know? I mean, I watched them. I watched the edited highlights against Chelsea. Boy, they were very unlucky not to take something from that game. Yeah. But what they do, they shot themselves. You know? They used to say about Wexford Horners, if you left them on the pitch long enough, uh, they'd beat themselves. And there's an element about Leeds sometimes. No, now look, we catch them on a day when they're shielding the lights out. But they're very hard. They're very hard to predict. You know, I don't know. But Jesus, they, they, they trouble Chelsea big time. Right? You have to be ready for what they're going to throw at you. They're going to be intense. They're going to run everywhere. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the League Cup game, uh, they caused us a small bit of bother until we scored. You know? Um, they're a great watch as well, by the way. Um, you know, they're, they're a very welcome uh, addition to the division so long as we get points off them. But you'd hope that, you'd hope that if we did something on Wednesday, you'd be looking, if you could take momentum into that game. If we don't do something on Wednesday, John's right, if we don't do something on Wednesday, then we're all doom and gloom again and there's a big weight of pressure on us and we're not that great. I think um, this team that we have hasn't really learned how to cope with pressure. And I think if you go back Yet, it's young, it's young. But if, I think if you go back to the Norwich game, where Jesus, we squeaked our way through that game because of the first three losses, it just shows you the burden that was on that team. So I agree with John. I think if we do something on Wednesday, we go up there 
uh, a bit, you know, a bit cock of the cock of the walk. You know, if we don't do something on Wednesday, we might be a wee bit, uh, a, a wee bit timid. You know. Yeah, they're decent at holding themselves. In fairness, Leeds, they they can hold their own. Uh, Rafinha really excites me. Uh, he really good player, and they don't uh, care. Who they play. They don't care who they play against. Yeah, they don't. They yeah, don't care. fearless, fearless. Yeah. Yeah, fearless. Yeah, um, I like Calvin Phillips. Really, uh, I like as well. He sprays the ball around very nicely. Uh, Brandon, how do you see it going yourself? Yeah, exactly the same. It's 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 all about momentum and and, and what we carry into it. I I know Arteta is going on like we've we've got to bring our home form to our away games and uh, <clears throat> homes home form has been going really well. But if we get turned over by West Ham, for example, on Wednesday, I don't think it's gonna uh, you know cut the mustard like so. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, but there's not, there's not an easy game in the division so. Think, thinking that you're going to go and get an easy game anywhere is is it's not going to happen. So they have to be switched on. They have to they have they just have to concentrate and play play the game that they know they can play. And as I say, like I was I watched them against Leeds against Chelsea, sorry, and they were they were really you know giving Chelsea all sorts of bother. And apart from some shocking challenges in the box, which gave away stupid penalties, they you know they would have won the game. But um, Hopefully they carry on being a bit crazy, and we can, you know, we can work in it. Because if you've got Smith Rowe playing there, running into the box, Saka's going to be running into the box. Martinelli's running into the box. These guys are like lightning, and just a missed time challenge, and that, and that's it, you know. So, um, I just think we have to be offensive in every game we play, and I, I know, I know we're missing a proper centre forward, but. We have we we have young, not so, not so experienced, but we have fast young players that want to get want to want to head down and head towards that goal. So um, utilize, let them off the leash a little bit. I think, especially in the forwards, maybe not the midfield and defence. You know, keep them nice and regimented, but let the forwards give them a little bit of Arsene Wenger and just say, lads, go out and you know express yourselves. Yeah, I think if you silence that Leeds United home crowd by scoring the fourth goal, uh, you know that's a big help as well at Ellen Road because the, the Leeds fans seem to turn on them as well. Um, they don't kick probably lone selves as well because they're that sort of team as well. You know they're very physical, but very energetic as well, very athletic. You know mm-hmm. they seem to get up and down the pitch quite well. Um, for the majority came from the championship, you know. So what Bielsa has done and transformed Leeds in in two or three seasons has been quite amazing in terms of the athletes they are now. Um, but I think the fourth goal is is important on Saturday. But I, I I do see a victory, a narrow one at that. But I'll go with two one. Uh, John, how do you see it? Well, I'm going for the win on Saturday. Oh, sorry, on Wednesday over West Ham. <laughs> so if I get that right, I, I'll get it. <laughs> 3-1 win away from home on Saturday. Avoid them to get the away. Got a really going to hell for letter now. <laughs> I'm being confident, yeah. See what optimism does after it's been in yeah. <laughs> See how drunk I am on, 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 on the podcast next week. Yeah, I can't believe he's actually sober yeah. saying these predictions. But anyway, uh, Eamon, how do you see it going? <laughs> I told you, having a clue. <laughs> having a clue, Jonathan. But on the basis that John is a wizened football <laughs> man. Um, he's one of the great football men. Uh, I will, I will say, I will agree with three one. 
But I'll say this to you. Let's not run away with ourselves, right? Yeah, exactly. So the next four games, right? West Ham, Leeds, Norwich, Wolves. Yeah. Right. Now, if you took eight points from four games at every four game segment, you're on 76 points for the season. And we didn't make the top four on 75 in Wenger's last season. And it was the only time ever a team that had 75 points didn't make top four. So imagine if you could pull 10 points from that four game. So do you know what I'm saying? Like if you look at the segments of games coming up, we need to be hitting eight to 10 points for that four game segment. You know? Um, and I think, we, I think we're capable of it if we, if we approach the bloody. I think Brendan is right. Uh, when we're offensive, we're good. Yeah, you know when we're cautious, we're melodian. You know, yeah, yeah. Let them off the leash. That's it. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, it's a big Christmas period uh, coming up. Yeah, and then in a, a New Year's Day just to top it off, uh, Manchester City at home. <laughs> so to let, let let the games keep rolling, I say, um, there's nothing better than having a quick, quick uh, fixture after another one. You know, so uh, no time to think. Um. Yeah, so that game is uh, Saturday, half five uh, on Sky Sports. Uh, just to confirm a fixture as well that was given last week, our FA Cup third round tie away to Nottingham Forest will be on Sunday, January 9th, uh, 5, 5.15 kickoff on ITV. Um, so that should be a good one. Uh, they're on a bit of a run, good form for themselves. I think, um, is it Mark Cooper, is it their manager? Uh, he was a Swansea boss and he seemed to have turned them around to turn a corner with them as well. So it's going to be a tough one. Um, but that's in January. So we, <laughs> we've got four or five games to worry about before that one. Um, it's fair. Uh, just uh, as well, the new uh, Arsenal gear that's out. There's a few nice tops. And, have you seen them, any of you? The retro? Yeah, it's nice stuff. Yeah. I was, also looks quite pricey as well. <laughs> yeah, John always goes out and buys the new jersey, so it shouldn't be a problem to <laughs> Another Arteta out, man. Like, hey, man. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Until <laughs> not, not at all. Anyway, dude, all, this, all this retro stuff, Jonathan, uh, nostalgia is not what it used to be, you know. You have to, you have yeah. to keep optimistic, game. It's the only time. It's the only time we'll ever get, get to look back at the good old days. It's a going to work. <laughs> Is there anything else that you like to talk about before no, we wrap up? No, no, that's it. Okay. I'd like to thank my optimistic guests, as always, <laughs> Eamon Donnelly, John Melia, and Brendan Boyle. We're all on the same page for the change, but I'm sure they will change come next week when we report yeah. back. Um. Uh, of course, you can catch um, this episode in the next half hour or so on uh, Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, but until then, and until next week, um, have a good week, lads, and um, enjoy the match Wednesday night, Eamon. See you later. Take care. Thanks, lads. Thank you. Bye-bye.